I may be lazy, I may be fat, I don't do laps, and I do not chat. I may be selfish, yeah, and all of that, but the one thing I'm not is a scaredy cat. I may be bossy, I may lack grace, I don't do sit-ups to trim my waist. I may be thoughtless, yeah, and all of that, but the one thing I'm not is a scaredy cat. I don't have charm or much pizzazz. I don't chase mice and all that jazz. I may be sassy, yes, and all of that, but the one thing I'm not, yeah, the one thing I'm not, I say the one thing I'm not is a scaredy. I'm here, Nikki. Uh, baby, how I want you. Something is disturbed him. Something powerful. Very powerful. Ruby! Piper Laurie was frightening in Carrie. She is terrifying as Ruby. in blood, raised in sin. She's sweet 16. Let the party begin. It's here. It's very strong. First, there was the exorcist, then the owner and Carrie. But nothing you have ever seen before could prepare you for what you are going to see. Piper Laurie. It was never Jake. It was always you. You believe me now, don't you, Nikki? You have to believe me now. I did it for you, Nikki. Look what I did. Stuart Whitman. Roger Davis. The presence is real, with motives of his own. Leslie is a natural medium. What I'm afraid of now is that the presence may be powerful enough to act without the benefit of Leslie's mind. And introducing Janet Baldwin as Ruby's daughter. Ruby will take you further into the world of the supernatural than any film has ever dared. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, the 31 Days of Rotting Beef. I'm one of your hosts, Gary Hill, and with me is X. How you doing? Fine, man. And also with us again, once again, is Suzanne. Greetings. <laughs> but the film we're discussing tonight is another gem from the 70s uh, called Ruby, featuring Piper Laurie and a bunch of other people that probably X probably knows who they are, but I have no idea, so... <laughs> I'm going to let X give this plot synopsis if you, if you, if you would. I'll give you mix up his own. 
I'm, I'm actually going to. Yeah, Ruby is a woman played by Piper Laurie who owns a drive-in in, I think it's, if I did my math right, it's 1951. And um, her drive-in is haunted by the ghost of the mobster that she was in love with, the father of her um, mute child who was shot and killed and dumped, I guess, into the Everglades. <laughs> this is definitely a, it's set in Florida. Um so yeah, there's like a lot of drive-in haunting stuff, and the rest of of the old gang works at the drive-in theater. So it's kind of like my blue heaven, you know. Like everybody like moved to the town. <laughs> they were like under the witness protection agency, and they all had weird jobs. This is a drive-in completely staffed and operated by old mob guys. So then you get the ghost of the dead guy. It was Nikki, Ricky, something? Nick. It was an. It, it was an icky name, one of those. So he's running around trying to kill people. He possesses the daughter. And in the meantime, Piper Laurie like, has this weird Gloria Swanson thing going on where she thinks she's, she wants to sing. And she put out a record one time, and she wants to sing. Very Ethel Merman-like. This movie's fucking weird, but I really, really dug it. I dug it as well. I like those early 70s, I guess you could call them the Southern Fried Horror, Legend yeah. of Boggy Creek, uh, kind of. I, there's a, I got a couple of different movie vibes from it, if you ever remember watching Kathy's Curse. Oh, hell yeah. But I just, I got that vibe, and I thought, I like Michael Roy, <laughs> but I think it should have been Shelley Winters instead. I think Shelley Winters would have done that just a little bit better. I um, uh, I think Piper probably sings better than Shelley Winters. Well, I didn't. Yeah, but <laughs> probably. Who's, but who's more buoyant in the water? <laughs> <laughs> Shelley's a skinny girl in the water. Oh, uh, I guess we're going to channel a lot of different things while we're talking about this one. <laughs> And, you know, back in the glorious 70s, you know, you had your they would come up with somebody to do a theme song. Have to admit, the theme song was pretty bad, but it it worked. It worked in that kind of like Al Martino's not really Dean Martin, but I'll listen to Al Martino if I have to. <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah, Ruby to me was a it was it was a strange one. Because it, it kind of like had that noir feel in the beginning. Because essentially the, the reason why Ruby is, is being haunted is that her, her gangster boyfriend thinks that she set him up to be to be killed by her by his six associates or five associates. However many associates he had that, that set up this execution at the at the Everglades, like I mentioned. Yeah, it had that very moist, swampy feel. <laughs> yes. To the point of humidity. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, they, they, they get killed in preposterous, hilarious ways. Uh, essentially, he's like the wind. Not not like she's like the wind, but you, you get my feeling, Patrick Swayze. He, he's he, he's go, he's he's ghosting it up. He's killing people with film reel, and then I guess they use the same because they showed the attack of the fifty foot woman throughout this entire film. Even yeah. even after the reel strangles and kills somebody. Because Ruby don't give. I, I was wondering about that. It's the same. You know, just it's, it's all the of the movie. 
frequent cuts to the fi- attack of the 50-foot woman. And it's the same movie, essentially, that, that kills the guy in the projection booth. But Ruby's like, fuck it. They they paid for, for the picture. Huh. Put that shit back on the reel. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. And, uh, Slave driver. Yeah, definitely, most definitely. Um... The, the the daughter had those big old bug eyes, which I, I kind of enjoy because it really helped. And when she's all possessed and shit and doing the, the, the crab stand and, you know, ripping off the exorcist any way they can in this movie in, in little parts. Yeah. <clears throat> Man. You had this film that, um, killing folks and he was, he was killing folks, but essentially JD's revenge to me is a better movie. Because it possesses Glenn Zerman and makes him do bad things. Well, whereas this is just like the wind blowing around and doing stuff. And, and um, either you like that or you don't. And I, w- I was okay with it. You guys liked it a lot more than I did, obviously. But um, I liked AD's Revenge. That didn't, that didn't even come to mind. That's a great that's a great uh, companion piece. Um, well, my my favorite scene in the movie is. When she goes to the closet and she grabs that thing that was wrapped in a shawl, am I the only person that thought it was the ex, the the, the dead boyfriend's skull? I'd imagine it was his urn or something that she was talking yeah, to. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and not the leader of the gang's eyes. There are a few. There are a couple of what the fuck moments in this movie. Oh, like the like the part where she breaks out in bullet wounds. Yeah. <laughs> when I get upset, I break out of bullet wounds too sometimes. Right, proactive. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the worst acne there. <laughs> and I mean, I, I just I don't the 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 psychic doctor. Where I don't understand where that came from. It's just all of a sudden, boom! Oh, this guy helped me, and he's psychic. Well. Oh, okay, I'm I'm with you. Well, who do you call when you've been in prison for years? My you psychic know? doctor. You, you, you call know? your psychic doctor. Hey, can you bail me out? Can you do this thing? If we think we got a we we think we got a ghost. Right. He's the adoptive daughter. Um, you want to come spend a few days? Thanks for come getting on. me moved out of the same cell with David Hutton and the psychic killer. So thanks for that. All kinds of handy things that this psychic guy can do. Oh yeah, and the director, I was kind of surprised. I I had to look him up at well after Curtis I watched the movie. Curtis Harrington. Curtis, I had a, no idea he it. did this movie. I know he did Devil Dog, which is one of my favorites. Nope. He directed a couple of episodes of this show called Dark Room that I think is long lost and forgotten. No, you and can still the find episode on YouTube. I I bought it. Oh sweet. And he did two episodes. One was written by Robert Block, and the other one was written by Robert R. McCammon. I mean, this guy's got some mad props. Hell, I mean, he did Wonder Woman episodes. He did Dynasty episodes, Charlie's Angels. He was like TV, 70s TV staple. <clears throat> That's amazing. Yeah, so this kind of felt like me, too. It was like one of those old 70s TV movies that, probably happened to make it to the theater. I, I, I haven't done my research if it made it to the theater or not, but I'm sure I'd imagine it did, because... Oh, it did. I, I remember the newspaper ads for it. Okay. Um, anything else you guys want to say about uh, Ruby? I'll start with you, X. Um, I'd say it's probably the best movie-based 
around a drive-in that I've seen, and that includes drive-in massacre or whatever with only one S. <laughs> massacre. <laughs> it was a massacre at this drive-in today. That's right. <laughs> Suzanne. I I've spent an hour and a half in worse ways. I liked it. It was it was very you know seventies kind of swampy, swampy moist. Oh yeah, swampy seventies movie. I'm into that kind of shit. So oh, know, I am too. I was happy. Swampy, I was too. swampy. Uh, X X, mm-hmm. what do you all what what are your final thoughts on the Ruby? Oh. Um, like, a ra- do we need a rating no, at this point? Yeah, probably. I yeah, would we'll do, we'll do ratings, one through ten. Okay. Um, final, th- final thoughts on Ruby. Um, definitely should be watched if you're into, like, possession flicks. Even though I think the possession is not the main, the main thrust of it. The main thrust of the movie is how can you kill people with equipment that you find in a drive-in? Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty specific niche. And I think they did a really great job with that. And I will give I I would give this a seven out of ten. Sweet, uh, Suzanne. I'm gonna agree with X. I gotta give it seven out of ten. They did the the deaths were pretty cool. It's it, it's definitely something to be sought out. It's a decent movie. Like I said, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed a lot of it. I liked the little possession and the ghost stuff. I liked the story. I just my only issue is I really think Shelley Winters would have been better. Cool. Yeah, me myself. What in room? Be myself. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff to love. You got a fat lady who drinks blood in this movie out of a cup out of the out of the out of the Coke machine or whatever the other thing is. It's the seventies and there's a guy who died in the, in the in the cold drink machine and that was the best that he was hooked up to it. Yeah. Oh, great. That was pretty awesome. She's drinking blood, and that's hilarious. And um, there's a lot of f- f- little funny gags, which makes me not take it as seriously as I probably should. And that's one of them. You got a Brink Stevens lookalike, which I thought was Brink Stevens, but I was totally wrong. That that, that blonde girl who's fucking everybody in that movie. Lila June. Lila June, yes. Lila June. <laughs> I thought she was Brink Stevens in, like, early role, but I was, I was totally wrong. And, um... Uh, Piper Laurie was fine for a drunk debutante in this movie. Uh, exorc- the the uh, what do we call it exorcism is more like a talking a talking down, if you will, of the, the possessed daughter. Was pretty fun. Um, yeah, it, it was decent. You know, I, I'd recommend it if you've never seen it before. You're you're a Piper Laurie completist to to check out Ruby. But I'm gonna give it a six out of ten myself, and um, I'll leave it at that. And we will see you guys all of the 31 days of riding beef next time. See you guys soon.